I've had a lot of cheesy jokes over the months we've been doing this. A lot of cheesy jokes. Very, very cheesy. Yes. But I think this you'll like this one. Okay, excellent. That would be that would be a change. <laughs> Where does Spider-Man keep his pictures? I do not know. On a website. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal 25. Indeed, our website podcast, where all we talk about is different websites. So right before we started recording, Bree was talking about how much she hates the Harmonious Barge. Uh, it's, a new, it's a new barge that we'll talk about in a little bit. But it got us looking at what can we register IHateTheEpcotBarge.com. And we can. We can. It's $12 a month, according to Google. But we also discovered that you can get a bunch of different top-level domains, meaning you can get I hate the Epcot Barge dot love for thirty dollars a year. Um, let's see, I hate the Epcot Barge dot agency twenty dollars a year. <laughs> um, I hate the Epcot Barge dot life forty dollars a year. Definite mm. thumbs up on that. That's a good one. That is a good one, but like forty dollars a year for that, like. Now again, yeah. So this is there's no hosting or anything. This is just the domain name itself. Which, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, not worth it. Like, definitely worth it. But I don't know. We'd have to like commit. Like, so from now on, we're not Signal Twenty Five. Where I hate the Epcot Barge. Alternatively, I hate the Epcot Barge. Fans. <laughs> I hate the Epcot Barge. Club. Uh, I hate the Epcot Barge dot live or possibly live mm-hmm. uh, dot website. <laughs> it's a little on the nose there, but <laughs> gets the point across. Yeah, dot email, which is just that that one's just confusing. <laughs> why? Why would Wait, you? Have yeah, that? like wouldn't that What's just that be an for? email? Yeah. Um, dot fun. I hate the Epcot Barge dot fun dot fun. There it is. See, now, okay, hold on. Whatever our website ends up being, whenever we make a website, yeah. we right. should definitely have a dot .fun URL. Oh, it has to be dot .fun. What would be a good thing that would be dot .fun? Like, out of anything? Yeah, like something Disney-related, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's too vague. Maybe that's not actually as funny as I think it is. Hmm. I hate the Epcot barge. Stop. That's, that's, all <laughs> that's I got. pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> good. Pretty... Um, so Wait, yeah. How much is dot fun a year? Is dot fun? Um, that's twenty dollars a year. Honestly, worth it. Well, we can buy this right now if you want to. If you want to Venmo me ten bucks, <laughs> we can own. I hate the Epcot barge. Dot fun. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do with it? We still have to pay to host it somewhere. We can redirect it to our anchor page or something we can just redirect it to a picture of the Epcot uh, yeah, barge just a, with like just a line a, through exactly it. a picture of the harmonious <laughs> barge yes oh so anyway folks if you have any ideas for what we should do when brie inevitably caves and uh pays me the ten dollars and we buy i hate the epcot barge dot fun what should it link to um and if we don't end up buying it then someone else will 
so I guess we have to buy it now, otherwise people will go to it trying to find it, and then someone will redirect it to porn or something. Fine. Or we can cut out this entire part. (laughs) Nope, too late. We will have wasted five minutes. Anyway, let's talk about the news, because we're not actually a website podcast. No, we could be, though. Should we just become a, a podcast devoted to coming up with funny websites? Yes. I'm a I'm a really big fan of the URLs that make sense. And this was true of hashtags as well. The URLs that make sense when you create them. But then when you type them out, you realize that if you move the spaces around, you create different words. So, for example, childslaughter.com could also be interpreted as childslaughter.com. No! So... Um, that's our new podcast idea. So if you want to hear that, too bad, because we're definitely not going to do that. It's definitely not podcast worthy. Um, (laughs) but anyway, the news, Bree, tell us all about this ugly barge that you hate so much. So I thought it was a joke at first and or not permanent. Well, okay. I guess we should say the word demi-permanent because like eventually it'll go away. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. I I mean, it's definitely like, it's stuck there for now but it also definitely can be removed yeah so maybe they'll remove it because they know it's a bad idea but it's this giant six story ring on a barge in the middle of world showcase lagoon and it's off center it literally is not in the center of the lagoon and you know i get it because if you put it in the center of the lagoon then the view from japan to spaceship earth wouldn't be as good i understand but also it looks so bad like it's a six-story hunk of metal sitting in the middle of a lagoon for a fireworks show that presumably will not be happening anytime in the next couple months because covid and so it's just sitting there looking ugly taking up unnecessary space and really just bringing the vibe of epcot down like experimental prototype community of tomorrow does not mean ugly barge in the middle of the lake yeah it's just a terrible design to be honest um i think it should be frankly in uh, centered even like i don't think that it messes up the japan view that much and i get it with the pagoda and everything i understand that but i i think if you center it and you did it just right and made it just the right size it could completely circle spaceship earth which would be awesome That'd be really cool. (laughs) Be super cool. Something else I also thought about this week as I was looking at the barge photos in absolute horror was the fact that people got so angry about the Guardians coaster messing up the the sight line of Epcot. Like, that was a big deal at first of how big and ugly the construction of that was. And you're ruining Epcot. And then they go and put a giant barge in the middle of the lake? Like, I'm sorry, did we want Epcot to look ugly on all sides? Or Yeah, so the the other things I can kind of excuse, because they're going to put up water screens or whatever, and they are going to be loud, let's be real, they'll be loud. But I also think that they could look kind of nice, potentially. I, I won't knock it until I have seen it actually running, which, I, to my knowledge, I don't think they have yet. So, meanwhile, this barge has, there's nothing like that. I mean... There will be lights or water or something spraying during the show, but I I think it is just a ring during the day. 
And now I know they hypothetically talked about having it do stuff during the day, like fountains or whatever. But also, like, that just feels, I don't know. I don't know. Fountains coming off of a ring would look pretty cool, actually, I think. But if it was centered, maybe. Well, Otherwise, okay. you just yes, have an off-centered yes, ring. that's true. Or if it can spin, but, that would be all right. That would be better. That'd be cool. I'm also wondering if it's off-center because of the boats that drive through in the mornings. Yeah, maybe. But they're free driving boats. Still, they're not on a yeah, track, it so. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, mm, I just hate it. I'm hoping... See, I want to believe that they're going to, like, take it in and out every day. And that it's just there for right now. That's not the plan. But no, no it's going to stay there. Now, they could do that. And they thought about that was originally the plan, as I understand it. But okay. they, uh, for whatever reason, decided against it and decided, hey, you know what? We're going to have this always look this ugly. And we were all like, what? Why would you do that? Also, why make it that ugly? Yeah, I don't know. Like, if it's going to be a permanent installation, like, wouldn't you at least make it look, like, aesthetically pleasing? Or, like, not six stories tall? Also, what's it going to do at six stories tall? Like, now I'm just curious of what they're going to do They've got to shoot fire or something off of it, right? Like... I hope so. But then again... Globe 2.0? It can't... Yeah, I guess. Maybe it spins really fast? And, and creates, and like, creates a, water a, a globe that way? Oh, maybe. I was thinking, like, it spins so fast, and then there's, like, little LEDs in it that change. Like, you know those things? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they're called, but they just, like, spin around really fast and, they, like, make letters. But that, but it's a sphere right. instead. I don't know, but then why make it six stories yeah, I don't know. tall? Like, the globe for Illuminations wasn't even that big. No. I have no idea. Maybe they're going to do some really cool hologram or something. I don't know. I was going to say, because it's not that big. Like, for being six stories tall, it's not that big of a circle. Yeah. I mean, it's a three-story radius, so that's, what, 30 feet? Isn't a story about 10 feet? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait till Harmonious debuts and see... If it's worth it, and if it's not worth it, super big outrage. It's definitely not going to be worth it. Moving on to other things that are not worth it. Epcot uh, put up some flags. Okay. They're bad. They're dumb flags. They're not even, like, the country flags. They're, like, bad flags of the new logos. Now, uh, the so the, the logos are of the pavilions. And I, I will say, I really do like these logos. I think you and I have talked, not on the podcast, but I think you and I have talked separately about... The flags. Yeah, they're great. They're good. Well, the logos. Sorry. Yes, the logos. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the logos are good. The flags are bad. The logos themselves, yeah. though, are great. And the way that I would fix them is invert it so that the logos are in white and then the flag itself is colored. Because right now it looks like they are surrendering to something. I don't know. Also, like I was mentioning to you, Paula, before the podcast started, I thought that the flags would be to represent the countries at Epcot because they got rid of the Fountain of Nations. And I thought that they would, you know, put up country flags to signify like, oh, look, we are we are one, as Illuminations uh. likes to say. So, well, 
liked to say. Um, but yeah, I thought that they would represent something other than the pavilions. Not that I don't like the pavilions, but I feel like if you're going to have that many flagpoles, why not represent the countries at your park? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. Now, granted, they do. I mean, it's not like they don't have the flags of the countries up anywhere, but just kind of a... Do they? But, uh, they must in the pavilions themselves, right? Not in all of them. I feel like I'm pretty sure there is at least in Canada, off the top of my head. Canada and the UK. And France. And France. No. No? Not even on the Eiffel Tower or anything? Mm-mm. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Canada and the UK are like the only two. Because I know Morocco doesn't. They probably, I mean, I know they have a bunch of merch with it, though. Like, I know the Norway store sells a bunch of stuff with the Norwegian flag on it. Also, uh, America has a very big flag. Well, okay, yes. That's kind of America's whole thing. (laughs) Actually, is the American flag even in the American pavilion, or is it just in Epcot? Um, probably just in, in Epcot, because the American adventure is set in the past where there would not be 50 stars on it. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't <laughs> even be technically an American flag. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Now, like, it's making me need to go back to Epcot to solely look for flags. <laughs> um. So speaking of Epcot, what started today at Epcot? The Flower and Garden Festival started, I don't know what day today is supposed to be, but today you wrote today. The... <laughs> uh, today is the 3rd of March. Oh, I didn't know if it was today as we were recording this. Or... Okay. Yes, yes, Flower and Garden Festival started today. Okay, I mean... It's my favorite festival. It's a good festival, but also, like, Epcot just always... Um, like, I don't even know why they even differentiate the festivals anymore. They're all just food festivals, and sometimes there's, like, slightly fancier food, and sometimes there's topiaries, and sometimes there's artists, and sometimes there's Christmas. But there's always artists. That's the funny thing Yeah, about... that's true about the festival of the arts is that like sure there's more art and it's more interactive art but there's always artists at festivals like you can always get custom art at festivals there was talk a while ago of them possibly doing specifically in future world somewhere uh specifically doing a uh, festival of sciences which i think would be super cool uh, but I don't know really when cool. I don't know when you would do it because you basically have to do it during the summer, and they just don't need a festival during the summer. So no, because well, Flower and Garden goes from mid March or early March till Memorial Day. Yep, and then it's summer, and then it's summer, and, and then, then it's food fest- and wine. <laughs> food and wine starts Labor Day. Yep, and then until runs... mid November. Yep, and then it's Festival of the Holidays. Which goes until mid-January. And, and then, then Festival of the Arts. Yep. And then Festival it's, of the Arts. Yep, exactly. And then it's Flower Garden again. So I wonder if they did, because the Festival of Sciences talk was around the time a Festival of Arts yep. started. Yep. So they probably just chose Festival of the Arts over Festival of Sciences. I suspect that that is, that is the case, yeah. Because they wanted to fill the, fill the time, you know, when Epcot's not busy. I think it'd be cool if they did a festival of arts and sciences and keep doing all the festival of arts stuff that they're doing and then also do science stuff in, well, I guess it's not going to be future world in the future, but whatever. 
Which is so sad to me. Also, can we just talk about that for a second? No, it's, like... a, it's no, no. Future World is such a terrible name for that half of the park. Oh. It's just, it's not what, right. what there is futuristic. Mission space, kind just of, and that's it. Kill, kill my happy memories, why don't you? All right, I will. Okay. Speaking of killing happy memories. <laughs> it's an interesting transition. But fitting. Yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah, they're closing 60 Disney store locations. And we've been frantically searching to see if it's the one near us, and we don't know. There does not appear to be a list anywhere. I also wonder if it includes outlets, too. That is a good question. I also don't know how many outlet stores there are. But the outlets, I think, frequently... So I know the ones in Orlando are more like Parks merch that they didn't sell. The one by us is a good combination of both. It has a really, after holidays, it has a huge park selection. Like end of the year, like if you go around January, February, you will get so much merch from the last year of the parks. And then the rest of the time is just Disney store neglect. So yeah, that's sad, Uh, but also not terribly unexpected just because Shop Disney is just so much more of a place where people buy stuff nowadays, I guess. Um, the Disney store was cool, but now, I mean, they have that direct, you know, connection and the that direct avenue with consumers that they can sell directly. They don't really need their own store. So, I mean, it really doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, things like the Target, um, I don't know if you remember... But oh, the pop-ups 20, Target. Yeah, 2019, I think they announced uh, Target pop-up stores. Now, I don't know if those are still around, um, but that kind of thing I could see happening more because I think that those kinds of stores will continue to exist. But I think mm-hmm. that the hyper-specific, you know, Disney stores, I know Microsoft closed all of their stores. Um, I know the Apple stores are popular, but I would not be surprised to see them start kind of cutting down. Just these, these really specific stores, Legos, same thing, because they can sell directly to consumers online, uh, and it's just so much easier and, and cheaper for them. No, totally. I, I think it's just sad because, sure, Shop Disney's nice, and I'm not saying I don't use Shop Disney as much as the next person, but it's something about the tangible feeling of walking into a Disney store when you haven't been to Disney in a while, and like you hear the music, and you see all this stuff, and it just feels good for a minute that you're like, wow, Disney. And it smells like a Disney gift shop. It does smell like a Disney gift shop. Like It's I, a specific smell. It's a very specific smell, and it's plastic. It is plastic. It's definitely it's, plastic. Um, God, my favorite Disney store memory I absolutely have ever had. Well, okay, two. Uh, one of them was I walked in around Christmas time and I went to the clearance section as one does because like who can afford to buy that much Disney stuff at not clearance prices. Uh, and there was a Walt Disney World Christmas shirt in my size in the clearance section. And I picked it up and I said, this has to be a mistake. Like the West Coast does not get Walt Disney World stuff. And she said, yeah, she goes, it got mixed in with our shipment from the parks. She's like, I think it was supposed to go somewhere else, but it came here. And it was the most magical moment of my entire life because something from Walt Disney, it was the Christmas after our college program too. So I just moved home from Disney. It was super sad. And all of a sudden there is this magical Walt Disney World shirt sitting on a rack in front of me. 
and I cried. I actually had to leave the store. I was crying so hard. Did you but, pay for it first? Uh, uh, Jack bought the shirt oh, for okay. me because uh-huh. I was I was I was having a hard time. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one that I also had to leave the store because I was crying too hard. I cry in the Disney store a lot. That's kind of a common theme. Uh, was I walked in at Halloween time uh, to, you know, check out the new Halloween merch and stuff. So I walk in and I just had to stop dead in my tracks because they were playing the Hello Wishes soundtrack. Which and we discussed before the- makes you cry a lot. And it doesn't exist in the parks anymore. So the fact that I walked in to the store and heard Hello Wishes playing, it like, I just stopped and like the cast member was like, she's like, how are you? And I said, this is Hallow Wishes. And she goes, you know what Hallow Wishes is? And I said, of course I know what Hallow Wishes is. And so we just sat there and listened to it together. And it was a just, it was a good moment. And I cried a lot. That is a lovely story of you crying. Um, <laughs> actually, a lovely two stories of you crying, I guess. Anyway, um, yeah. speaking of things that will make you cry, onions. <laughs> Which relates to food, which relates to California Adventure, because it's reopening for the Touch of Disney event. So we talked about it before, but now it has a name, uh, and it's called Touch of Disney. And they have released a foodie guide, which I just realized I have not actually looked at. So I haven't actually looked at it either. Let's look Um, at it live together. Okay, go ahead. As we we talked about before this, it's funny that they didn't call it Taste of Disney. Yeah, I feel like it makes a lot more sense. And also, I'm, it's just now occurring to me that really the whole goal is not to touch stuff that you don't yeah. need to touch. So maybe a touch of Dis- maybe that's not the right. It's not the right that's, name. That's yeah. I don't think that's really what they wanted to go for. Anyway. Also, um, what idiot decided to not do this on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, good point. It's the day after for those of you who. Haven't seen the date. Okay. Yeah, it's so close. All right. Um, Click here for the whole the actual thing. menu. All right. So award wieners is going to be open. Good, good, good. Corn dog. Sure, we care about yes. them the most. Cheese, corn dog. Oh, no, sorry. Cheddar cheese stick dipped in corn batter and deep fried. Why would you Ooh, wait? Are they that. making mozzarella sticks, but with cheddar instead of mozzarella? Huh. Carrot cake funnel fries. Okay interesting assorted beers i like that there's no wine yeah well it's a word it's not like a sit-down restaurant so it makes a little more sense oh this is just award wieners okay never mind yeah yeah, yeah. there's there's a whole bunch more this is a long article actually. Uh, i'm just not realizing mickey mouse ear hat bowl oh for popcorn oh wait uh, it does it doesn't say what it's for it just says <laughs> it just says ear hat bowl well what is it because the only other things on there is corn dogs. Yeah, I don't know. Popcorn, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Can we talk about the fluffernutter churro? Yeah, I was just about to get to that. So it's got it's a cinnamon sugar churro with peanut butter sauce, marshmallow sauce, and chocolate chips. I love sweet things. That's too much. I- Oh, are you kidding me? I was gonna like literally about to say I love sweet things, and that's a churro I would eat. No, that's too many flavors, though. That's my thing. Is I don't uh, mind all but, the toppings. That's not my problem. My problem is that like peanut butter and marshmallows and cinnamon sugar don't they go together. Just I don't done think. a chocolate churro. Yeah, well, even like chocolate marshmallow churro, sure. Chocolate peanut butter churro, mm, sure. 
Peanut butter. Peanut butter, I think, is just the odd one out here. I think marshmallow chocolate churro is fine. I don't know why there's peanut butter. Carthay Circle Lounge. So I'm pretty sure that's where I went on my birthday trip when I turned 21. And uh, the food gave us low-key not food poisoning, but borderline food poisoning. I was like, going to say, if you're going to talk uh, about Disney food poisoning, you better mean <laughs> Disney food poisoning. I mean, like, my stomach hurt for the next, mm-hmm. like, four to six hours after. And then I ended up having to eat other food because I, like, couldn't even finish what I got. Mm. And yeah. there's also so many choices. There's a lot of options on here. None of them are particularly noteworthy. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure that they're great or whatever, but they're not, like, interesting yeah. to us. They're not the kind of, like, fun they things to like, talk about. And they seem like normal restaurant food. Yeah. Like, expensive restaurant food. However, on the kids' menu, the kids' menu has a hazelnut crunch Mickey Pop, and I would like to know what that tastes what like. What does that mean? I don't know, but I want to. Is it, like, a? Is it chocolate? It sounds like it's chocolate, but I, well, given I'm the fact thinking... that it's on the kids' menu, I suspect it's not chocolate. Well, I'm almost thinking that it's like a Mickey bar, but like Nutella, but it doesn't say chocolate. So. Yep. I have no idea. Wait. Oh, 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 wait. There's something from the Disney food blog as of last February. Um, Oh, from the food and wine festival for the California adventure version. Mm -hmm. Um... Apparently the better version. Nope. Unrelated. It's just they had a chocolate hazelnut cheesecake. Thanks, um, Google. Lamplight Lounge, as you were moving on to, uh, sounds delicious, but I always want to eat the food at Lamplight Lounge. Yeah, true. Like, it's apparent, like, I've never been able to get a reservation. It's always packed, but it's apparently the best Disney food ever. I do love potato anywhere. skins, so. Um, I really want their, like, I don't even know what this is. Pastrami Sliced Impossible Burger. Yeah, what is like, pastrami? Sp- I didn't, I thought pastrami, I didn't realize that it was like a spice that you just put on i don't how does that i mean i mean i definitely know it's a a flavor but also like i guess they just like Like, do the same thing that they do to meat to make it pastrami but they do it to impossible burger instead which i'm not mad about like i kind of want to eat this this is like just making me want to go to this even though i know it's ridiculous and i wouldn't but i also just want to but that's the point right (laughs) uh yeah that's true uh the adorable snowman frost treats soft serve did you get to go there while you were there uh i could have but i don't think i did i did i wanted to but the line was so long every time hold on i just scrolled down okay so this poultry palace uh just chicken whatever oh and turkey that's great that's great oh i see what you i see what you but got at done. bing bong sweet stuff there's this adorable like russell cake pop and a doug cake pop and the russell is like a uh the coating of the cake pop is the color of his shirt and like around it like his uh sash is a bunch of m&ms representing the badges isn't it cute how they put the m side against (laughs) the candy coating so it's not have to be m&ms it's uh for legal reasons yeah i know but you know that's super cute i thought first scroll i thought there were candy apples but I'm not mad that they're cake pops. No, I think it makes more sense that they're cake pops, to be honest. Oh, totally. Oh, oh. Pepperoni Brie. pizza Brie. egg rolls. Free. What? All right. That's Smoke Jumper's Grill in Grizzly Peak. Yes. They have brisket mac and cheese. 
which to me sounds terrible. Delicious. But whatever. Oh. But guess what else they have? The Monte Cristo. They have one half of a Monte Cristo from the Blue Bayou restaurant. So you know it's exactly the same Monte Cristo. And you can eat it Wait, at California Adventure. Wait, Blue Bayou Adventure. also has yes. Monte Cristos? Because mm-hmm. I think they share a kitchen. That makes sense. Uh, they have pepperoni pizza egg rolls. Those are supposed to be... Oh no, I'm thinking of the cheeseburger egg rolls that they had in Adventureland. In, uh, Magic the cheeseburger Kingdom, egg rolls are okay. Not a big fan? They were fine. I mean, it tasted like a cheeseburger and an egg roll. It like it's tasty, but it's not like extremely exciting. Oh, we passed over this adorable mini meatball sub. It's so cute uh, at Sonoma Terrace, just above Cozy Cone. Oh, it's just two meatballs. It's just two meatballs on a a little baguette. It's so cute. Also, can we talk about the? Oh, it's from the Jolly Holiday. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, that looks like the grilled cheese from the Jolly Holiday. And then it says the grilled cheese from the Jolly Holiday. Yeah. Oh, they do have a chocolate My... churro. Right? They do. Yes. That's why I was thinking about it. Got it. At Cozy Cone. Yes. I see. Um, My biggest beef with Disney and grilled cheese is that the Toy Story Lunchbox grilled cheese exists. Why are they still doing the other one? <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've when, only heard good things about that, so. Um, I make it at home because it's so good. What's on it that's different? So you start with a garlic butter, a garlic, sorry, no, not even butter, a garlic mayonnaise spread on the outside. Okay. And then on the inside, you use a little bit more of the garlic mayo spread, and then you use cream cheese and cheddar cheese blended together so it makes like a paste. And then you use provolone and cheddar slices on, so it like goes cream cheese, provolone, cream cheese, cheddar, and then you put them a little bit of cream cheese on both cheese slices. You put it together and you bake it on sourdough bread and it's so good. There you go. Interesting. It's just, it's just cheese. It's so much cheese on a crispy, delicate, wonderful bread platter and it's so good. You're going to have to make it. I'll send you the recipe. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. So I hope you weren't too hungry because now I am and I had dinner less than an hour ago. So (laughs) it's the same. Uh, I would like to point out, though, that the $75 ticket gets you in the in the gate, free parking, unlimited photo pass and a $25 Disney dining card to go towards food. So, so all right, hold on, hold on. Let's let's do what the actual cost here is. Okay, okay. So you get twenty five dollars of dining, which you're probably going to spend anyway, right? Yes. Like if you're going just to eat there. Okay. Right. So uh, you take off twenty five dollars. We've now hit fifty dollars. You take off the twenty bucks that it is for parking. We've now hit thirty dollars. So it's thirty dollars to enter the park. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? No, that's still too much. It's still too much. It's still too much because right now you can enter it for free to go shopping. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're paying $30 to potentially see Mickey Mouse. And eat some food. And pay to eat some food. Yeah. Huh. Well. Which you know you're going to spend more than 25 anyway. Yeah. I don't know how you You have could... to commit to just eating fried cheese sticks. <laughs> the fried cheddar <laughs> cheese sticks 25. too. Not even mozzarella. Like. You better you know, like I got the an air fryer. I got an air fryer last week, and um, I'm really now wanting to make fried cheese sticks. Cheddar cheese sticks, I assume. 
I don't know, whatever cheese sticks like. Well, you gotta try. You gotta start with with cheddar and let us know. I will. Well, moving away from Disneyland to Disney World, Disney finally announced some stuff about uh, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, which is uh, this year. And October yeah, first. Um, yeah, I mean, not a lot really. They announced um, some new lighting, I guess, on on the castle, on Epcot, uh, on Spaceship Earth. On, on Epcot. On Epcot. Well, I was gonna say the Epcot Ball, but that's not right. Uh, there's also one on <laughs> Tower of Terror, I think. Yes. Yeah, and the Tree of Life. And yes, I don't see any concept art of the Tree of Life, but presumably, uh, it's the very similar to when they did the projection show on it, except for it's just lights and not like animals. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. They also announced Mickey and Minnie have new little costumes that presumably say that it's the 50th anniversary on them somewhere, but I don't see it. So It doesn't look like it does. It looks like it's just different colors. If it does say 50 on like a little button or something, uh, clearly they did not design it uh, during social distancing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a giant 5-0 five chest. Yeah. Yeah, can we talk about the fact that the Spaceship Earth is going to be the star of the projections? Sure. Like, she's so she's so pretty. It is really pretty. Like, it, it's not, like, her birthday, but she's out there celebrating anyway. She's, like, the really supportive friend that, like, takes you out on your birthday and looks, you know, looks good. Yeah, it looks really nice. And, and the concept art that they show also features that new fountain um, or display, whatever it is at the entrance mm-hmm. uh and that looks super nice so they're calling this color scheme iridescent like e-a-r like ear like mickey ears iridescent ha 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 is that because they fired all their good people and that's all they could come up with <laughs> i don't know probably because <laughs> yikes 50 is like the golden anniversary like why did they not yeah. make everything gold yeah for the 60th, they better do what they did at Disneyland and make everything diamond. Well, i that's where I'm getting the 50th from is because you think back to Disneyland's 50th, which obviously neither of us were like super old enough to appreciate. Right. But it was gorgeous. Like seeing the pictures of everything gold and shiny and they did the top of the castle gold and all the banners were gold and there were gold lights everywhere and it was gorgeous. So that's really what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting iridescent, because who came up with that? I don't love it on the logo, but I actually think it looks pretty nice as a projection. Like, if, if, and this is a big if, assuming that it looks half as good as the concept art, which, let's be real, it will not look as good as the concept art. It might still no. look good, but it won't look as good as the concept art. Um, so assuming it looks like half of that good... I can see that working, but it is yeah. not, it does not work for me in the logo. The logo is just not quite vibrant enough, I think. I'm not sure. No. And if they're trying to not do what Disneyland did, it's also like, but 50 years is just golden. Like, that's just what it is. Like, it wouldn't be copying Disneyland. It would be celebrating 50 years. Uh, cast members are also getting new name tags for this. Did you see that? No, I did not. Are they exactly the same, except instead of being blue underneath, they're iridescent? They're iridescent on top. So, like, the white part is Mm. the whole thing. And it has a little 50 on it. 
But also, like, okay, Disney, you complain about not having money, and yet you're going to redo all your cast members' name tags? Like... Yeah, a little bit. Uh, hmm. Hope you're ordering extras of those, because cast members lose name tags. Like, you lose socks. Like, <laughs> And, yes, cast members are definitely going to lose these ones. Like, come on. Come on. Oh. Come on. Totally. People are going to steal those. Come on. So this is normally where we would go to a word from our sponsors, but we've been going for quite a while now, um, so it's too late for that. Um, so yep. instead, we will remind you to go to IHateTheEpcotBarge.fun, a website which we are about to purchase. I have it in my cart. Actually, should we purchase it on on the podcast? Here we go. It. $20. Yep. Check did you, out. Did you get yes, my money? I did get your money. Contact. Cool. Oh, shoot. No, I have to put in my information. Now they know everything about me. They already did. I know. Privacy protection is on for I hate the Fun, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Uh, save and continue. Bye. Really hope I spelled it right. Just now, I think I did. I did. Bree, 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 Bree. We could get. Yeah. yeah. Um, we could get. Uh, email addresses at i hate to be clear we don't own those yet uh so no. no one sent an email to paul at i hate the epcot barge dot fun uh that costs extra money on those so yeah how much is it how much extra uh, i don't know too much more than i'm willing to pay that's fair not until we make like a content out of this yeah exactly doesn't work yet that's fine oh yeah we're still recording a podcast i forgot about that (laughs) dory are you excited about our new internet domain yeah she says she's excited she's a little podcast host paul's not even looking he's missing it alternatively uh it could be read as i hate the peacock barge dot fun (laughs) Oh man, this is so much fun. Does it work? <laughs> no, Does not yet. It work? Doesn't work yet. No. It'll work later. Remind me to, to check uh, at the end. So what we're actually talking about this week is the you said there was a new name. I call it the new Renaissance. That's what we called it at first. So I've but... always called it. I've always thought of it as the new Disney Renaissance. Um, the apparently like the. It's not even official. There's no official names. I don't know. The One of the more common ones is the Disney revival era. Mm-hmm. So there's like the golden age of Disney, which is the like OG classics. Oh, that's like Disney. Yeah. And then there's the silver age, which is the, these are clearly not as good, but still very good. What's in the silver age? Um, I feel like I should have just pulled this up. Uh, silver age is like Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp. Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Jungle Book. I think those are great, though. Yeah, I think those are better, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Those ones are better. Yeah. Because what's in what's in the Golden Age? Snow White, Pinocchio, Snow Fantasia, White. Dumbo, Bambi. No, those Ooh. aren't that good. No. No, those are... Golden Age is, like, the prime. Yeah. Like Snow White's fine. Yeah. Snow White's cool for what it is mm-hmm. and, like, the significance it has as a movie, but, like... As a movie. Eh. Um... Oh, I meant, like, when it came out and, like... Oh, yeah. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then there's the Disney Renaissance, which is got a lot more classics. Aladdin, Hunchback. Okay, Hunchback, maybe not. Tarzan, also maybe not. Uh, Rescuers Down Under. 
All right, they're not all winners. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> Lion King, Little Mermaid. There we go. Hercules, dang it. Um, <laughs> well, Hercules is fine. Uh, Pocahontas, eh, Mulan, gent- like legit good. Um, yes. Basically, if it's been remade recently, uh, probably a Disney Renaissance movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's the post-Renaissance, which is, boy, there's a lot of bad movies in here. Um, what are the good ones? Yeah. Emperor's New Groove. That one's good. Lilo and Stitch, and that one's good. And Meet oh. the Robinsons, that one's good. <laughs> that's it. And then there's a bunch of bad ones. Let's see. Home on the Range, yikes. Brother Bear. Chicken Little. Yikes. Chicken Little, oof. You know, I really liked Brother Bear when I was younger. Yeah, but that's one of those movies that like, I just know is not anywhere near as good as I thought it was as a child. Oh, totally. Uh... Did I say dinosaur already? Because dinosaur is also on there, and yikes. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis, Treasure Planet. I don't like either of those. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what we're talking about is the revival era, I guess. So we'll talk a little bit about each of them. Uh, and I guess we'll go in order. So uh, we'll start off with yeah. Bolt. Have you seen Bolt? Never. I have not. I saw Bolt in Hawaii. In 2000 wow. and whatever year it came out. Um, yeah, 2008. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is when it came out. But did I see that in Hawaii? I'm pretty sure I did. Anyway, uh, it's fine. It yeah, has one fine. It has one memorable moment in it to me. I don't even really remember what the movie's about other than that it has John Travolta and Miley Cyrus in it. But yes. uh, there's one part I, where there is a hamster... It. Uh, who says, I'm beyond awesome, I am be awesome. And that was pretty entertaining to me. But uh, that's it. That's all I remember about Bolt. (laughs) So not a great way to start off um, a revival. However, uh, things picked up with Princess and the Frog, which is objectively a good movie. It's a great movie, absolutely. Fun fact, uh, I watched Princess and the Frog for the very first time when I was in Louisiana. That is very fitting. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Princess and the Frog a lot. I, it's not a perfect movie, definitely. It's got some, no. some problems, but it's fun. It's, uh, I don't know, it kind of, it, it fits, it feels more like a Renaissance movie to me. Other yes. than the animation's a Absolutely. little bit more modern. Um, but I think in general, but, it fits with like little. And it's still hand-drawn. And it's hand-drawn, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fun movie. I like it. Uh, definitely. Cool underrepresented in the parks so excited for that splash mountain redo me too speaking of underrepresented in the parks tangled also underrepresented in the parks all it's got is some bathrooms and in disneyland there was a tower for a while well there's a tower in magic kingdom but it's pretty tiny yeah but there was one in disneyland for a while i don't know if it's still there Hmm. but there was one like on the uh, storybook canal boats yeah, and I think that there was one for a while by the theater, like the Circle Outdoor Theater, because they did Tangled there for a while. Hmm. I just did, remember seeing uh, it on a Disney blog. No, the like small theater in the middle of Fantasyland. They do short stories there where they like have the characters come out and they tell their stories. Hmm. News to me, but I believe you. Oh, uh, also Tangled is one of the best cinematic masterpieces of our lifetime. You heard it here first. It's my favorite Disney movie. It's my favorite movie, like, if we're being actually really honest. Moving off of that, uh, it's just a perfect tangent, because we're going to talk about Winnie the Pooh. 
I don't I know. It's fine. Pooh. It's a good movie. It's cute. It's but that's uh, not that good of a transition. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, no, Winnie the Pooh is really cute. It's also the last hand-drawn uh, movie ever. Fun fact: they kind of uh, expected it to flop, and uh, kind of actually designed it to flop uh, so that they wouldn't have to keep doing hand-drawn movies because uh, John Lasseter became in charge of animation. But um, uh, the reason I say that is they released it on the same day as the final Harry Potter movie. <laughs> I remember that. So, yeah. But it's a really good movie, and I think that they underestimated the amount of people that love Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is is an uh, incredibly popular character, so... Uh, uh, it was... For good reason. My... It was my theme when I was a baby. Like, not my, like, mm-hmm. nursery theme, but, like... Yeah, I had a blanket, uh, like, Winnie the Pooh blanket when I was a baby. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I did, too. And I had, like, all the, like, the little jumpers and stuff that they made for babies. Cute. Uh, and it was the first VHS tape that I wore out as a child was Winnie the Pooh. When you said That's wore out, I, I was still thinking clothes. And so I, like, just imagined that you, like, ripped the stuff out of the VHS tape and, like, draped it all around you and went out, like, uh, wore it out. <laughs> wore it out uh no I, I just watched it so many times that everyone had to buy me a new copy for my birthday that year because i was all about it well speaking of things that aren't relevant anymore um because we were talking about vhs saves um ah. <laughs> uh wreck it ralph because you know arcades and i don't know yeah kind of makes sense um, Wreck-It Ralph was a project that, as a video game fan, I was following for a long time because they were like, hey, Sonic's going to be in this movie. Street Fighter is going to be in this movie. Qbert's going to uh, be in yeah. this movie. And it's like, what? What is this movie? It's a good, it's cute. It's a fun movie. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any bad or good feelings. Like, I, uh, good feelings, obviously. But, like, it's, I don't know. It's just there. Yeah, not particularly strong emotions yeah. about it. The next one, I don't know how you could not have strong opinions on, Frozen. The, the movie that I didn't expect to break the world that broke the world. Yeah. They were like, hey, do you got expectations? Let them go. That didn't, that's <laughs> not quite, um, almost. That joke almost, almost. landed. Almost landed. <laughs> um, man, if that joke had landed, that would be like the first time in forever. Um... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. How many more funds can we make? How many? Let's, um... Uh, nope, that's it. Those are all the funds I can think of. Nope. Yeah. Um, but then... Yeah, they didn't expect it to be as big as it was. No. And in fact, I didn't really realize that it was as big as it was until, like, a few years later when everyone's daughter had an Elsa dress and every child was singing Let It Go. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I remember... Because uh, it came out in, what, 2013? Yep. And usually when a movie's coming out, like a new princess movie, you're in the parks and everything is related to that movie. And I was in Disneyland the summer before Frozen came out. Nothing. You could not find a single Frozen thing in Disneyland. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of the... I mean, I, parks notwithstanding but like i feel like they're not doing a huge promotional push for ryan the last dragon which is the reason uh, we didn't even mention is the reason we're talking about the disney revival because it comes out on today uh on the 5th march 5th um and so you know we figured we'd talk about other 
Disney movies, but uh, it's getting great reviews. We haven't watched it, but you can get it on Disney Plus, or you could uh, brave going to the theaters, I guess, if you wanted. Please don't. And could find a theater that was open. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't see a ton of promotional stuff for that either. So no, it'll be like interesting. Ads, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it actually. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't expect it to break the world like Frozen, but anything's possible. It's supposed to be a really great movie. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting also just to see how it does because it's such a limited release. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, some theaters are open and playing it, but like for the most part, it's going to just be a Disney Plus thing. And I feel like it might not get all the hype and love it deserves because of that. Plus, it's actually cheaper on Disney Plus than most theaters, because if you have if you take three people and going to the theater costs more than ten dollars per person, it's a thirty dollar movie. So, um, right. Uh, Next up, Big Hero 6, which we talked about last week. Marvel. It is technically a Marvel project. So, you know. Which is so funny. Um, <laughs> it's cute and fun. And that is about it. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's not terribly memorable. Except for Baymax. Only Baymax. And that's why there's a show called Baymax coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we've got Zootopia. Yeah, I love Zootopia. I think it's a I probably underrated movie. It is. Uh, the soundtrack's great. And do, by the soundtrack, the do you mean growth? that one song by Shakira? Yeah, yeah. All right, I do. Uh, and yeah, the story is sweet. The characters are fun. The soundtrack, that one song by Shakira, it's great. It's a great workout song. It is. Uh, speaking of great soundtracks, Moana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fire soundtrack. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack is arguably better than the... It's like Hercules in a way, where the music is awesome and then the movie also exists. Yeah. I mean, the movie's great. Moana, Don't get me wrong. Moana I, is definitely better than Hercules. It's not particularly close. Yes. Um, it's just the same concept of the music's more memorable yeah. than the movie itself. I also... There's so many parts of the movies that like I've listened to the soundtrack so many times that I get confused when it comes on in a different part in the movie. I'm like, wait, I didn't think that was this part. <laughs> Specifically how far I'll go. Right. That one I never remember where it is or when it is. Yep. Did you see Ralph Breaks the Internet? I did. In theaters, actually. I also saw it in theaters. It's uh cute, but it's already cute. kind of getting outdated. <laughs> so yeah um, i mean and that was always gonna like that was always gonna happen with this movie is it was they always knew. going to date itself immediately and instantly there are a few things that i think will uh still be relevant but for example i don't think the eboy thing the ebay you oh, know yeah. i don't think that that's gonna be much of anything anymore um no but i think the that's like, also all I could don't remember. look in the comments kind of thing that like there's a whole little bit about that i think that will always land but i'm gonna say though the princesses are the best part of that oh movie. yeah for sure and they should definitely make a disney plus show of that of and i don't know why they haven't yeah exactly it doesn't God, even have to be like i don't even it. need like a full series i just want like a series of shorts for each princess not necessarily or, or, in that universe. or them interacting or whatever yes that immediately needs to happen. So if you listen to this and you have any influence of any kind at all at Disney Studios. What are you doing content? listening to us? 
Um, yeah, but first of all. <laughs> uh, speaking of having influence over Disney, Frozen 2. It's a good movie. It's like a great movie. It's uh, one of my favorite movies. I've seen it one time. I saw it in theaters. And Bree's seen it like a million times. I watched it every single day the first two months of the pandemic. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I liked it. And the music is great. It's a good coping mechanism. I'll I'll use it over and over again. Uh, can we use this as an excuse to talk about how amazing the Lopez's are? Yes. Can we please? Um, They're so cool. First of all, I want their studio apartment. Okay, well, it's not a studio apartment. I want their house in New York. Like their freaking penthouse with a built-in recording studio. Yeah, their place is awesome. If you haven't seen, uh, um, what's it called? Into the, Into Unknown. the Unknown. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, but I mean, they're so freaking talented. So they did all, they're doing all of the like theme songs for WandaVision, which are fire. They're so good. They're so good. Um, they also wrote the music for Frozen. They wrote, uh, the music from Coco. Um, he has won two EGOTs, which is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. He's the only person to win two or more of each award. Uh, she hasn't somehow. Um, she's only won, let's see, she's won an Oscar and she's won a Grammy. She was nominated for a Tony for Frozen, the musical, and she was nominated for an Emmy as well. I could see her winning an Emmy for WandaVision because those songs are so good. They're so catchy. Um, There's one that is both a meme and a massive spoiler, so I won't talk about it. Like, even just the title is a massive spoiler. Yeah, how do you you handle that when something is a meme and also a spoiler? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right i yeah i saw the meme before i saw the episode and i was like well it's like when with with the thanos and dusting and like there were memes about that within the first like week or two of the movie being out and i was like i saw this movie opening day but i'm a giant nerd so right. what like regular people haven't probably seen this movie yet totally and especially people who don't consistently watch wandavision uh, me um <laughs> it was it was rough i listened to the theme song before i even watched the episode because i i'm obsessed with their work like the lopez's are just otherworldly when it comes to music i mentioned the other day to you that they're like the sherman the modern day sherman brothers oh totally in terms of their ability to just continually pump out amazing disney music and like can we talk about how Disney is like talking about all these women's history month things and they're not talking about the Lopez's? Well, well specifically Kristen. Yeah, Kristen Anderson Kristen, Lopez. Specifically yeah. Kristen. But they're not talking about her and it's like she produced all of your hits. Yeah. I mean, literally basically if there's been good Disney music that has come out in the last 10, ten years. years, it's either been her or Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean... Which Lin-Manuel Miranda did the music on the new movie Luca. That's coming out, Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. I know he is also is doing Encanto. Oh, I might be thinking of Encanto. I think that might be and the Lopez's did Luca. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Someone did Luca. There is music in Luca. Also, there's a trailer for Luca, which I don't think we talked about. Oh my god, we didn't talk about it! But it was really it, cute, and I liked it. It was really cute. I'm not sure if my internet was lagging or it's the trailer, but it kind of looked like Claymation. It does kind of look like claymation. It's not quite the traditional Pixar style. I think it's the lighting that that gives it that 
Well, because there's every once in a while a little lag, and you're like, is that supposed no, that might, to be that there? Might, that might be you. But the there is definitely, like, the look to it is maybe just, like, slightly it's, more cartoony. It's the way their mouths move. I'm not sure I saw that, but. Oh. It's like the dinner table scene where he accidentally splashes water. Hmm. And, like, their mouth, it's just, I looked at it and I said, Wallace and Gromit. Whatever. It's really like, cute. It's really beautiful. It's, oh, looking. I'm so oh excited. Oh my gosh, the water is amazing. Um, I'm excited. Pixar's it's gonna be a good movie. animation team. Ugh, killing it. Killing it as always. But speaking of killing it. Let's kill this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's time to kill the episode, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, if you enjoyed us killing it, um, you can... <laughs> Uh, find us on social media. We are on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and uh, the other one, TikTok. Uh, and we're at Signal25Podcast. Or you can find us at our brand new website, I hate the Epcot Barge.fun, <laughs> which just forwards to our anchor page now. Does so it work you can yet? more oh, effectively what? listen to us. And it works. Uh, if you're going to. Yeah! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tweet the link like I'm just gonna tweet the URL just yeah just tweet I hate the Epcot barge not fun but then no but like hashtag like this Twitter and all this stuff no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to link it. Like, just, like, link. Make sure you can click on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We have to finish. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, we so were... If you're gonna, so if you're going to share this episode, you can share it with a boat emoji, because I'm pretty sure there's not a barge emoji. And... An angry face. An angry face. Yeah, for how much you because hate the Because we're angry barge. about it. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's all for us i think so i'm Bree, and i'm paul and this has been signal 25